All right, you ready to do this? Let's do this. It is Friday, June 26, 2020. This is episode 410. I'm your host, Patrick, and you are tuned in to We Live on a Planet, and I'm glad you are. It's a little chilly this morning. Not chilly, but it's early here in upstate central New York, and it's 64 degrees. Feels like 64. Highs are going to be about 80 degrees, though. We'll take it. 80 degrees Fahrenheit for June 26th. That's the way it should be anyways. Winds are out of the south, southwest, 7 miles per hour. We have a good show for you. We're going to just kind of do our normal things. So if you're out enjoying a walk maybe this morning, or maybe you're not even out of bed, we'll get you going. We'll get you going and get you on the right path, or do our best to, at least. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back, my friends. I appreciate you being here. Hopefully the sound is okay. I... (laughs) I've noticed ever since my new update of the Roadcaster Pro, the sound on iTunes, you have to have the volume all the way up to hear me. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I updated the Roadcaster Pro, and ever since the update, I've noticed that is happening. I did contact them, and um, we're just playing email back and forth, that email game. And there's like a difference of time as well so uh my next step is if i can't rectify it in an email and if it's not rectified in this episode because i did turn my microphone gain up so if we hear maybe maybe we're going to hear a little bit of background noise i'm not sure i can hear it in my headphones hopefully it's not hearing hopefully you're not hearing too much of that just kind of white noise sound that i hear in my headphones so I'm waiting to hear back from them. We'll hopefully straighten out, get all the wrinkles out of of the Roadcaster Pro. I'm still at a learning curve with it. And um, every day is a learning experience anyways, and we're trying our best. Speaking of trying and everything like that, let's try to get off our quote. Your worst enemy cannot harm you as much as your own thoughts unguarded. Buddha. How true. Your worst enemy cannot harm you as much as your own thoughts unguarded. And I'm telling you what, I I can let my thoughts just race. And they can be my worst enemy. And uh, you got to keep them in check. I have to. Me, myself. This is me speaking personally for myself. I struggle with just a lot of anxieties. Now that I've gotten older and my age and I used to be very comfortable around a lot of people and now I get anxious and I have to just kind of mask it and get through it and try not to overthink too much with the anxiety. I think that's what happens with that. You know, I, I, there's another quote that this one that I think about anxiety kind of sums it up. Our anxiety does not come from thinking about the future but from wanting to control it. And I think that all humans want to be in control. You know, you want to be in control. And um, just thinking about the future, what it might hold, and what what you're supposed to do in the future as it comes, all that kind of stuff comes into play. 
Okay, enough of that. Let's bounce around a little table tennis like we normally do here. We live on a planet. We'll just kind of jump around. Had my scans done yesterday. And um, I support. I originally was told I was going to get the dye, the barium, and then the IV contrast. And then I got my order saying, nope, show up at 2 o'clock. Your scan's at 2.30. Originally, I was supposed to show up at 12.30 because I had to drink that barium and then wait for a little bit and then drink the rest of it. So I show up at 2, a little before 2 o'clock, and I get there, and all of a sudden they say, now, did you drink some of the diet home before you got here and i'm like no and they're like oh well the order is for the dye and then the iv contrast i'm like oh. she's like do you have a problem drinking the barium and i'm like well no if i if that's what i need to do but i just wished i'd known so they she goes well i can give it to you and you can take it home if you want and drink it and then come back and we'll do your scan later in the afternoon so that's what i did i was able to bring that stuff home because the hospital is only right across the river from me drink that what they called a vanilla smoothie just radiation barium i had to drink that and then get an iv and then they had to shoot the contrast and to me had that done and then i had or that was not yesterday, that was the day before. And then yesterday, I had a follow-up with a, a tele-med meeting with um, my new gastroenterologist that I'm going to be seeing. And she thinks she knows what's going on with me with this mystery illness. So that's kind of encouraging that she might know what it is. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that much more. And we'll head on over to the History Channel's website and the Facts site and all that kind of stuff and much more. So stick around. We'll be right back. I got to get myself some coffee. Maybe you do too. Give yourself a nice beverage of choice. Or if you're getting ready to make your final lap around the track, get yourself fueled up on some water. We'll be right back. So, yeah, uh, I can't remember really what it is that she thinks uh, the name of it. So I wish I could tell you I will get the name of it. But it's a spontaneous, like, vomiting syndrome. And there's some kind of name for it. And she said it real quick, but I couldn't get what it was. And uh, she thinks that's what it is. And it's just some kind of rare thing, but can probably be treated as my, my guess once I get all the scan or the scope because now that has to get done i have to get scoped both ends which i've told you about and that is i'm not looking forward to i guess they put you under so you're in a kind of a dreamlike state but anesthesia is not my friend when i when i come out of anesthesia i am a beast and a bear so i'm not i feel bad for my wife right now because she's going to be the one that has to be there with me and drive me home thank goodness it's only right across the river the hospital is that's where i'm getting the procedure done and where i live is right across so i can just get in the car get home and she won't have to hopefully deal with my nonsense too much because I, I don't do it on purpose but i think it's like a 
it's got to be a rat a reaction i have because anytime i've ever had any type of anesthesia i'm just uh i you know what it is i'm so really friendly in my waking life and i'm really trying to be accommodating to every person i meet i'm the guy that holds the door for people i'm the guy that i just want everybody to be happy i want that balance of just everything to be okay and i it can make me passive aggressive sometimes because i want it back from other people and i don't get it back and i expect it back from others if i'm giving it and it doesn't always happen that way and so for some reason when i'm under anesthesia or i'm coming out of it like the that part of me that i push to the side that is always just right under the surface comes out and it is brutal beast it would come out sometimes when i was drinking towards the end of my drinking it came out a little bit just not not a nice guy you know a guy you don't want to be around especially when, like i said when i come out of anesthesia i do not you do not want to be around me i'm just not very nice all right before we do uh history channels and the fact site i wonder if we can do word of the day and if it will work or if i'll get an ad right off the bat like normally has been happening as soon as i pull up in the app they give me an ad and the ad is like usually really long <laughs> and that's what happened just now all right let's see though if we can pull this word up impuissance whoa say that again impuissance it's a noun i m p u i s s a n c e and here's what it means when you're unable to make a move because you feel like you have no power powerless impotence feebleness hmm. here is a example of this noun thinking about world hunger nuclear war climate change and vocabulary may inspire feelings of despair like there's nothing to be done and you might as well give up bless the french because they came up with a single word that means exactly that impulence impulence wow we learned something and it's a french word a noun all right stick around we come back i don't know i know this show's random uh it's fun though we have random times it's just one of those shows where we enjoy ourselves, and we just kind of yeah we roll and have a good time and uh i occasionally have a little bit of cigarette i had some this morning got me started and uh <laughs> i'm speaking of cigarette i have my buddy aj magic burps wants to get a hold of me and uh at, at my for episode 420 Smoke weed every day. um wants to be a guest and that would be awesome for him to be a guest on my episode 420 so we'll see about that if i can get that to happen all right, stick around. When we come back, we'll uh, 
dive into some learning and getting some wrinkles on our brain. All right, we'll be right back. Access granted. All right, access is granted to the History Channel's website. And on this day, June 26, 1948, U.S. and British pilots begin delivering food and supplies by airplane to Berlin after the city is isolated by Soviet Union blockade. When World War II ended in 1945, defeated Germany was divided into Soviet, American, British, and French zones of occupation. No, occupation. Holy cow. Can I spit it out? So, yeah, uh, Joseph Stalin had just kind of shut that part down. And so we, along with Britain, sent all kinds of food. At the beginning of the operation, the planes delivered around 5,000 tons of supplies to West Berlin every day. By the end, those loads had increased to about 8,000 tons of supplies per day. The Allies carried around 2.3 million tons of cargo in, in all over the course of the airlift. That's a lot of supplies and food. All right, uh, here's one for gay rights. 2015, same-sex marriage is made legal nationwide with Ogerfell versus Hodges decision. Could not spit that out, that's for sure. See, I would love to, like, be a voice guy, you know, cloudy with a chance of meatballs, those type of guys and stuff. But my pronunciation and everything, I would have to really practice all those words first before. And what I do is I'm on the fly. I just open up the History Channel's website and we go. So that's why sometimes I struggle with my pronunciation. But I would love, man, I would love to do like that voiceover, you know, that kind of go where no man has gone before that kind of stuff where it's this summer you know this summer go where no man has gone before we're at the history channel's website and on this day in 1959 st lawrence seaway is opened <laughs> yeah that kind of stuff uh what else i've been to the st saint lawrence seaway and that's fun st lawrence seaway is a good time 2003, former U.S. Senator Storm Thurmond dies. Okay. Um, 1963, John F. Kennedy claims solidarity with the people of Berlin. Ich bin in Berliner. I am also a citizen of Berlin, is what he had said, and I did not do that very well, so I'm sorry any German listeners out there how I just butchered your language. I didn't do that unintentionally. 1975, Sonny and Cher's divorce becomes final. I got you, babe. Remember that famous song by Sonny and Cher? Sadly, years, you know, remember what happened to Bono? He died in a skiing accident 1807 lightning strikes a gunpowder factory in luxembourg killing hundreds 
Wow. I think I think that's about it for this day of history. There's more. You can always head on over to the History Channel's website and find out what else on this day of history happened. And I encourage you to do that. And I'm really looking forward to getting a hold of Rhodes because I feel like my microphone dips in and out a little bit too. And I don't know if that's the noise gate set. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a tech guy. So I don't know exactly what I'm doing, even though we're 400 plus episodes into this. And it's always a learning experience. This Rodecaster Pro is new. It's got all kinds of, it's a mixing board. And so it's got all these things. And I don't know if I have everything set up totally right. Probably not. I do notice if I, if I get away from the mic a little bit, like way back here, it's, it's going to sound a little bit different. So I got to, you know, I'm stay up on top of the microphone like this, and that's going to make a little bit of a difference and maybe help with the noise gate. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. All right. Try not to overthink it. That's what I know. Just kind of keep doing the process and enjoying the process because that's what I do with the Vana Planet for anyways. I'm archiving my life and putting it out there, and then we're also learning things along the way. And we're going to learn something when we come back because we're going to head on over to the fact site. So stick around. We're not done. I'll be right back. All right. We are at thefactsite.com. We're going to learn a few fun facts about fireworks. The reason why? Because everybody's been shooting them off for some reason in my hometown, and it's not even 4th of July. And I just figured, uh, why not talk about fireworks today? Depends on how you feel about them. I know they can cause a lot of post-traumatic stress. If you have post-traumatic stress disorder, fireworks aren't always the best. And dogs don't usually like them. And, but I think they're interesting of like the history of them. So let's learn about fireworks and the joy in the modern day all over the world. We use them in celebration for many different festivals, including the arrival of the new calendar year. Now let's look at some awesome firework facts. Fireworks were first invented in China over 2,000 years ago. The first firecracker were chunks of green bamboo. When put with fire, it caused the bamboo to make a loud crack, crackling sound. Because of the way bamboo grows... It allows for air pockets to form inside the plant's segment. Um, once heated up, the air inside the bamboo expands, which causes it to crack through the sides, which produces the crackling sound. I did not know that. I know that bamboo grows extremely fast, though. Fireworks in the United States. The first 4th of July celebration was in 1777, which was... At the time, the U.S. was in the middle of the Revolutionary War and the outcome was still uncertain. However, a huge firework display gave everyone a sense of hope and was very successful. Fireworks used to only be orange and white. At first, the only colors that could be produced by fireworks was orange and white. However, some Italian scientists managed to create more colors by adding different types of salts into it. Figures the Italians are able to spice things up and make it better. That's no surprise. What else? 
about fireworks. The word fireworks in Japanese, habani, which actually means fire flower, H-A-N-H-A-N-A-B-I, fire flower. I did not know that. A rocket can reach speeds of 150 miles per hour. However, the shell can reach as high as 200 meters. How many feet is that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if, if you know how to do those metric or those things, you'll know. About sparklers. What about sparklers? Sparkler burns at a temperature of over 15 times the boiling point of water. Three sparklers burning together generate the same heat as a blowtorch. And sparklers alone cause more injuries than any other type of firework. Wow. You see the explosion of a firework before hearing it because sound travels at 761 miles per hour, but light travels at 671 million miles per hour. Most firework-related injuries happened at family or private parties, and roughly half of all injuries are to children under the age of 16. The most common place for injuries from fireworks is to the hands, eyes, and face. Fireworks in Britain. The first recorded fireworks in England were at the wedding of King Henry the Seventh in 1486. Is that right? Five, six, seven. Yes. Over 90% of fireworks sold in Britain still originate in China. A world record. The world record for the most rockets set off all at once was set at the Battle of Flowers. At the Flowers Parade in Jersey on 15th August 1997 when... 39,210 rockets were launched at the push of one button. Wow. All right. We learned a little bit about uh, fireworks. And that was fun. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for giving me the most valuable resource there is on this planet, which is time. And you gave me some of your time today. And I appreciate that. Thank you. I want to remind you, as always, like I do, is to do your best today to stay curious and not judgmental the best you can. It's not always easy. But try to live right in the present moment and live for the now. That's what I'm trying to do. And our greatest glory is not in ever falling but in rising every time we fall. Confucius said that. Try to remember that. Thank you, my friends. Tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. Spread the joy. Let them know about the goodness that you, they can find here. And uh, make sure you tune in this upcoming Wednesday to hear my interview with Troy Heacock. Contact me. Be a part of the show. WLOAP. Dot com. Talk to you soon, my friends. Peace. <laughs>